All right, guys, and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Jinky. We're going to run it back from last night real quick, and then we're going to get into the peas with PJ, picks, props, and parlays. I'm going to give you my uh, thought. I'm going to run it back from last night, but I- I'm going to have to dive into this uh, into this issue that is, um, I believe, staring the NFL right in the face. And that's the uh, issue of injury reporting. Now, we saw Baltimore win this game last night, 34-20. And a lot of that had to do with... And a lot of that had to do with Joe Burrow being injured. Now, the game was close. And we saw in the second quarter, Burrow lead a 92-yard drive, take seven minutes off the game clock, and score a touchdown, make the game 10-7. And when he threw the touchdown pass, he was in obvious pain immediately. And then after that, Ravens went down and scored, made it 14-10, and they showed the sidelines, and Burrow couldn't even grip the ball. He couldn't even throw the ball. He was out. Now, a good question for everybody would be, was Joe Burrow on the injury report? Joe Burrow was not on the injury report. There was no evidence of Joe Burrow being injured. There was no talk of Joe Burrow being injured. The only thing that we had a little bit yesterday was Joe Burrow was in a possible brace when he got off the plane from Cincinnati to Baltimore. And there was pictures of it on the Bengals Twitter account that the Bengals deleted the pictures, blah, 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 blah. But he's not on the injury report at all, anywhere. Now, my problem with all of this is Joe Burrow was obviously injured. He didn't just injure himself on a touchdown throw in the second quarter. Joe Burrow was injured before the game. Okay? Joe Burrow was not reported to be injured before the game. Now, I get it. These guys are all injured. They're all beat up. I get it. I get it. But I think if Joe Burrow was injured to the extent that it looks like he was injured because I think he had a significant wrist injury, pardon me, before the game. That would have affected some people's betting on this game. Because if, uh, let me just ask you all, all if if you laid money down on the Bengals last night, but you knew Joe Burrow was going to be injured, would you have laid that money down on the Bengals? I don't think so. I put plenty of money on the Bengals. I put the Bengals at plus four. I put Joe Burrow to throw two touchdown passes. Now, would I have done that if I would have known Joe Burrow was injured? No. No, I wouldn't have. And I would have probably really taken Baltimore. Because, especially now, if you look at it, the Bengals are now 5-5. Five and five. And they have a high likelihood that they're going to be out of the playoff race. Especially if Burrow's out. So they needed this game. Now, is that why he played? Sure. Now, but for him to not be on any injury report. And for him to play, the NFL has an issue, okay? Because let's just say that there was millions of dollars bet on the Bengals last night, which there probably was with this the state of you know gambling that we have now, which across country, across states, there was probably millions of dollars bet on the Bengals last night, if not tens of millions, but let's just say millions. Okay, do you think... Half of those people, if not 60 to 75% of those people, probably would not have bet on the Bengals 
if they knew Joe Burrow was injured? I would say that's a high likelihood. So the NFL has a problem. And that problem is injury reporting. And especially in this day and age of of legalized gambling. If they're not going to give us the proper the proper reports, the proper the proper info and people are going to lose money, well people are going to get mad about that. And then you're going to have an oversight committee come on in and go, well, why is this not being reported? Because there's a lot of money changing hands here, folks. There's a lot of money changing hands to the NFL as well. They are making a lot of money off of every bet that you're making. Don't think that they're not. They're getting paid handsomely from DraftKings and FanDuel and, and MGM and all and everyone. Okay, They're making plenty of money off of it as well. Too much money for, in my opinion, to have a significant injury not being reported. Now, this isn't the first time that this has probably gone on all year. Jalen Hurts has had a hurt, has had a knee problem in quotations, but has never been put on the injury report. There's no questionable, probable, or anything. Well, there's no probable anymore, anyways. Everybody's questionable. That's the lowest you can go. But there is no questionable. There was no Joe Burrow questionable. With a wrist injury last night. So the NFL, in my opinion, and sorry to go off on this tangent, but I think this affects everybody, especially if we're going to be talking about the P's with PJ, props, picks, and parlays, and half the, you know, you know, we're betting on people not, you know, if they're not 100%, I get it. I Maybe I don't bet. But the problem is, if we don't even know about the injury, how are we supposed to know? How are we supposed to put our bets down? It makes it a little shaky. The NFL's got a problem. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next week the NFL puts out a statement to every team about injury reporting. It might even happen today. But you just watch. This this Joe Burrow injury is going to cause some waves. And that's just my opinion. I don't have any insight on it. I just know how this stuff goes. And, and this isn't a sore loser, too, from, from being Joe Burrow and the Bengals better. I'm just saying. I'm not the only one. I only had like $15 on, on my little bets with Joe Burrow. There was people that did not have $15. There was people that had $150. There was people that had $10,000 probably on this on the Bengals. Okay? And would they have had that money on if they know Joe Burrow was injured? And my answer is no. And my answer is too... Where was the injury report? Why weren't the Bengals putting out that Joe Burrow is injured? Oh, well, because they get an advantage. They didn't want the Baltimore Ravens to know. Okay, fine. I get that. But that's not the only thing that you have to worry about anymore, NFL. You are in bed with these betting groups. DraftKings, FanDuel, everybody. You are making hand over fist money with this. And with that comes a price. You have to have be upfront about your injuries, about what's going on. You can't let the lines be dictated by somebody hiding information. And really, right now, if you ask me, that's why you'll see an oversight committee coming in. Because if NFL teams are hiding information and it's affecting betting, well, that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. And then you're going to have the government involved. So, and we all know how what goes on when that happens. So, I don't mean to get off on too big of a tangent, 
But just be prepared, folks. We have not seen the end of this Joe Burrow injury affecting anything. Or should I say affecting everything is what I'm saying. This Joe Burrow injury is going to come back to haunt the NFL in more than one way. Okay, so like I said, after Burrow got out, the Ravens didn't care. They blitzed the crap out of Browning. Browning couldn't do anything. The Bengals were toast. And you you could have said, well, the Ravens would have blitzed Joe Burrow. Sure, they would have blitzed Joe Burrow if he was still in there. But Joe Burrow would have scared him. And Joe Burrow would have hit a couple people, wide open people, especially when they're blitzing. But Bengal, uh, Ravens didn't care. They blitzed the crap out of the Bengals. They won handedly. I think Baltimore solidified last night that they have the AFC North crown. I don't think anybody's going to come take it away from them. They're off and rolling. Good for Baltimore. Sad to see Mark Andrews get hurt the uh, second play of the game, I think, or, you know, second you know, second or third play of the game. Got his ankle rolled up on. He didn't come back. He was walking. It looks like he's okay. Odell Beckham also went out with a hurt shoulder later on in the game. He was heck of, having a heck of a game because Mark Andrews was out. So, needless to say, Baltimore, good win. I think they just took the AFC North uh, last night, but we could, you know, wait to see. But I don't think the Steelers or the Browns are going to catch the Ravens. Okay, let's go on to the P's with PJ. That's what we all turned in for, you know, the P's with PJ, props, picks, and parlays. Here we go. Let's go over my little college corner here first off. A couple things I like. I got I, I expanded my college corner a little bit for you. Rutgers versus Penn State. I like the over in this game of 40 and a half. Uh, Penn State's going to want to have a little revenge after last week's debacle against Michigan, Penn State likes to put up points against bad teams. This is a low score. I think I know Rutgers can at least put up some points. I know they didn't against Iowa last week, but that's Iowa. Iowa when you go to when you go to Iowa City, you, you just your offense disappears. They get lost in the the luggage. So, needless to say, Rutgers versus Penn State over 40 and a half. The next one that I got that I think is going to be a little bit of a shootout. James Madison versus Appalachian State, over 56. James Madison's been putting up a lot of points lately. They're trying to stay undefeated. App State's going to cause some havoc for him this week. I will see. I think you're going to see a high-scoring affair, over 56. Next one, Maryland versus Michigan. I like the over in this game of 50. Michigan's usually almost automatic for for the over. They had one game last week that they weren't. I get it. They were playing Penn State's defense. They still almost went over. They were right. They were knocking on the door. But they decided to run the ball the whole second half and not really put up any, you know, explosive offense. That will not happen against Maryland. Maryland allows some offensive outputs. Maryland's got some offensive outputs. I see over 50 in this game. Okay, a couple other lines that I like. <clears throat> I like Troy, minus 16 and a half. And I like UAB minus seven. That's my college corner for you guys. Let's go over some props for this weekend. I like Kyler Murray over one and a half touchdowns. That's at plus one thirty-five, guys. So he's got to throw two touchdowns. I think that's a I think that's a good bet against Houston. I know Houston's been on a roll. Arizona's scrappy, pesky, if you will. Like I've said, I would bet on Kyler throwing two touchdowns. The next one I like, Trevor Lawrence, over one and a half touchdowns. That's plus 105. 
They just had a horrible game against San Francisco. They got Tennessee coming in. I know Tennessee plays people tough. I don't care. Jacksonville will write the ship in this one. He will have two touchdowns. The next one that I got, this one's a little risky. Josh Allen over one and a half touchdowns is plus 100. I know the Jets defense is tough. Buffalo needs a win here. Buffalo is pissed off about the first game of the year that they lost to the Jets. This is in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen, I'm not going to say he's going to light up the stats, but he will throw two touchdowns in this one, especially at plus 100. I feel like that's easy money. Okay, I got a little wide receiver uh, parlay slash picks for you. All three of these guys to get 100 plus yards receiving. CeeDee Lamb at plus 155. Amon Ra St. Brown at plus 140. And Tyreek Hill at plus 120. I parlayed all those together. You could call it a big dog bet at plus 1246. I like that action. I think all three of these guys can easily get 100 yards. They're playing the Panthers, the Bears, and the Raiders. All these guys should eat alive the secondaries. Bears secondary is a little bit better lately. Don't care. Amon Ra St. Brown and the Detroit Lions will eat the Bears alive. Okay, so I took those all individually and I parlayed them to plus 1246. Okay, last one that I did that I did a mini little parlay that became plus 500. That's Brock Purdy. Over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 150. I got Jalen Warren, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, over two and a half reception at minus 140. And then I took Evan Ingram, 50 plus receiving yards at plus 110. I parlayed all those together and I got plus 500. I feel that's a pretty good lock too. All right, guys. There you go. The P's with PJ. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to run it back on Monday, give you all of the review of all the action from this weekend, review our picks, review our parlays. But until then, guys, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PG Janky. But I am out.